0: What do you say? Because, like, she's your coworker. You can't be like, hey, like, I love your work. Like, just so you know, like, it's super awesome meeting you. Because, like, oh, like, I'm kind of her coworker. Like, I don't want a fangirl on the job. But I also can't be like, yeah. oh, like, hi, my name's I- Ethan. What's your name? Like, d- what? She's just, I feel like that'd be even more of, like, a what do you mean? <laughs> What's my, like...
1: Welcome back, guys. We're here um, for episode 19, and today we have a very special guest. It is Ethan
2: Rundberg, my good friend from college and also um, euphoria superstar. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What? (laughs) So... Um, I don't know how I found out. I can't remember how I found out. I think we were talking about Euphoria and you were like, yeah, I'm in it. And I was like, wait, wait what? Um,
1: and I was, I don't know about you, but I was really late to the game with watching Euphoria. Yeah, I think we were talking about it. Like, I don't know when season two was out and Sam was like, oh, I haven't even seen season one. Yeah. Um, and then you were updating me on everything in season one, but I'm a very, very, very bad euphoria person. Um, only because I haven't seen season two yet. <laughs> Ashley, I know you didn't I even don't
0: see Ethan.
1: Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Wow. Don't kill me. <laughs> I have been so busy and I've been holding it off. I'm going to watch it, I promise, because I love euphoria. And like, literally, Kaylee would always just be like, You're not watching it yet. <laughs> yeah, What's please, wrong with you? The so, I'm gonna sit so down and watch,
0: watch
1: it. it. <laughs> I I will I will watch it and so I will post you all over my story when I get to your episode. Yes, yeah. But um,
2: I met Ethan in college in possibly the most dorky oh way possible. We were both in <laughs> <laughs> in acapella groups, um, and you know, just kind of Ethan and I. I feel like we always had a good vibe, same sense of humor, and so then we became friends. And um, pretty soon after we started the podcast, I told Ashley. It might have been before I even knew that you were on Euphoria. I was like, oh, my God, my friend lives in L.A. He's, like, an actor. I really want to interview him. And then I found out that you were on Euphoria. And I was like, okay, we have yeah. to interview him because everyone's obsessed.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know anyone that, like, doesn't watch Euphoria other than – Or has, like, never seen an or, episode or heard my, of it. It's, my, like, the biggest yeah. show yeah. of yeah,
2: it's, the past, like, couple like, of years, I think What's it
1: called? Like. I was going crazy because there was the, like, two or three-year, like, gap. Was it two years? It was at least two I have years. no idea because I didn't start Ethan, watching Gino, it been... It was two yeah. years, right? Because I remember I started it, I started what, in like 2019 or 2020 and I was like, oh my gosh, like when, when are these episodes coming out? And I think that's like, that's what like maybe like drew me away to it. But I remember being so excited when like it came out for season two and then I just got so busy that I couldn't watch it. Um, but again, I'm going to find the time to sit down and watch it. Um, but before we dive into this episode, we do want to remind you guys about AirShop. Um, they are a delivery company that delivers beauty products to your door, uh, and it's same-day delivery, and it's free. Um, not the products, though. it's <laughs> so, only. Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> but anyways, if you guys go ahead to GoAirShop.com and use the code AshleyK35OFF. You get $35 off of your first beauty purchase, um, and this goes towards anything in terms of makeup, hair care, skin care, you name it. That's $35 off of your entire order, so definitely use it if you haven't yet. Um, and again, that's Ashley K. 35 off.
2: Miss Ashley got a free Charlotte Tilbury setting spray, Ooh, yeah. so definitely get with it. It's like the Amazon for beauty products. It's
1: absolutely so, perfect. Wow. But yeah. yeah, diving back in with Ethan. Um, we do have a few questions yeah. for you. I mean,
2: we've got, we have lots of questions for you. Um, You just have such an interesting career and, you know, like we both work in, uh in marketing and which is awesome, but it's, you know, very corporate. It's a lot of, not the same day to day, but a lot of like similar right. tasks day to day. So I think we're just so intrigued yeah. by um the idea of like talking to someone who like truly one day is not like the <laughs> next. Um, but just to kind of like start it off, obviously, everybody starts somewhere. Everyone, you know, has that like moment or whatever it was that made them interested in what they decide to pursue in their career. So when did you start acting and like what was the first role you ever played? Give us like a rundown of what where you right. caught um, the rug.
0: Well, my whole like mom's side of the family, like she has like four or five sisters and they all did theater in high school. And, like, it was a big part of their lives. So, the way I grew up, the suburb of Chicago, it's called Flossmore. Shout out, represent. Um, my aunt was the theater director at my high school. And so, when I was a kid, she did a summer theater program where, like, all the kids starting from, like, age, like, 6 through 18 could be a part of it over the summer. It was, like, a little camp, but just doing theater instead of, like, running around the playground. and Yeah. I don't know. any what Anyway, all of that. So, it was, like, a, like a tradition. Like, we would all do it at least once. And I was the youngest sibling. So my older brothers had been doing it for a few years. And being the youngest, I was like, oh, I can't believe they get to do it. And I don't. Like, oh, I really want to, like, get out there. Oh. You know, being a little whiny, little, like, five-year-old. So then I did it. So when I was six, it was (laughs) the Adventures of Frog and Toad. I was a fish. So, like, twice I got to go on stage and dance around. And that was it. (laughs) But yeah and then I did that for like the next 10 years and I did it in high school and then ICU and here we are
2: (laughs) very cool what was what was the first like big role that you played big
0: role oh that was I think um it was in the summer theater show we did Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory and I was me and my best friend Will we were co-cast as Augustus Gloop that (laughs) queer oh my god I Uh. love (laughs)
2: Was a squirrel in Willy Wonka Junior. in middle school? I was not in
1: Willy Wonka Junior. but I was Adelaide Ooh. in Guys and Dolls. If anyone knows, what I was guys in Guys and Dolls, and is. Dolls I, I never got a part. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what did you? Who are you? Um, I was just who are you playing one of
0: the, the gangster guys. <laughs> Nothing.
1: Okay, one of the yeah. mob guys. One of um, Sky Masterson's. Uh, I think Is so. it Sky?
0: Honestly, it, it was a blur.
1: It's either Nathan or Sky.
2: That I think it's Nathan. I honestly do not remember anyone's name from that <laughs> show. <laughs> I just remember that I went to go see hey. Ethan.
1: Well, we did that in like, we did that in middle school. It makes a lot more sense for like people to do it in college because like there's a lot of gambling and yeah, engagement. Yeah. So like I was literally a sixth grader playing like this one girl who literally couldn't get her boyfriend or her fiance to like marry her finally Something or
0: whatever. But I don't anyways. know.
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: That's like when I was a sophomore in high school, we did How to Succeed in Business without really trying, which, like, probably not a show for, like, high schoolers to be doing with, like – Like, I mean, I love it, but I remember our um, director got in huge trouble for, like, allowing us to do the show because it wasn't, like, family-friendly or whatever. So just a funny tidbit. But that's a cool – that's a cool little uh little role, Augustus.
1: <laughs> I love that. It's I so fun. Really fun.
0: <laughs>
1: I know, and so if so, you have any pictures, you have to like. I'm sure to I do. Us. Yes. I can probably find oh some my mom have them for sure. We can. That'd put be it up up on so the pod.
2: fun. Yeah, we could post the pictures and have like guests like yeah. what show this was or something like that. That'd be so fun. Um, obviously, you know, you started when you were a little kid with Frog and Toad and you just kind of kept going, you know, throughout high school, obviously now into your adult life. So what was it that really, like, intrigued you to to keep doing this? Like, I know, um, you know, most kids are, like, involved in sports. And, I mean, not me, but <laughs> I know there's, like, something special about whatever it is that you decide to, you know, pursue as a kid if you keep doing it in your adult life. um, what What was it for you?
0: I just – I mean – I don't know if it was, like, being on stage, and, like, you finish, like, you know, the songs, but I did musicals, and, like, the crowd goes crazy, and you feel like, you know, you're a little celebrity, where it was so much fun, but I don't know. I don't know if it was because, like, I had so many friends who did it, it was kind of felt like home at a certain point, where it's, like, I don't, I don't, I can't think about doing anything else. Like, it just feels natural, because, like, I played sports growing up, too. Like, I played baseball up until high school, where, like, at least at HF, it was theater program. We did, like, seven shows a year, so you kind of had to choose. I want to do all the shows, or I want to do sports, because like you can't really do both. Yeah, seven, six or seven, one of the numbers.
2: We had a play <laughs> and a musical, and that was it. Yeah, we
0: did a lot. Wow,
1: I don't even know if I don't even know what it was like in like my high school. CPS didn't really—I don't want to say CPS didn't care too much about like all of that, but like they definitely, I feel like they definitely preferred sports over like theater
0: and everything. Yeah, we were lucky because we.
1: But seven yeah. shows, I mean, I don't think I don't wow. know if it was like, –
0: don't quote me on that. It was, like, between five, six, or seven. One of those numbers. Anyway, but it's a lot. Yeah. But,
1: that's, like, that's still a lot. Yeah, that we is were lucky that, like, lot. the theater
0: program wow. was so well-funded because, like, that is an issue in a lot of, like, you know, CPS schools where, like, they just don't yeah. have the yeah. funding to put on a lot of shows. And so I was really lucky in mm-hmm. that regard. Oh but, yeah, gosh. then I, wow. I got to high school and it was like, yeah, I just, I just would rather be an actor and do this than do baseball at this point. Which is like, I mean, when you're like, you know, 13, that's like the crossroads of like, you know, movies are about, you're thinking like, it's your real main character moment when you have to choose when you're like 13. Troy Bolton (laughs) moment. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love (laughs)
2: that. The Troy Troy Bolton effect. Um, So what, like, what's your favorite show you've ever been in? What's your favorite role you've ever played? I mean, obviously, aside from Euphoria. (laughs) um we can get into that (laughs) later
0: um so i mean this is so my senior year of high school which it's probably top two it's like 1a 1b probably i did frog and toad again but this time because my first ever show and then me and my best friend will were frog and toad our senior year of high school so it was like really full circle and it was really fun
2: oh my gosh The same one that you split Augustus Gloop with. Oh my gosh. Okay. So your first show ever was Frog and Toad. Your first big role you split with your best friend when you were Augustus Gloop and then to close it all out your senior year, you did the first show you were ever in and you're like (laughs) co-starring with your best
1: friend that you shared your first big role with. That is so like full circle. (laughs) That's so cool too. And I feel like that's such a unique experience. That's something that Mm -hmm. you're going to remember forever. Oh my gosh! I love that. That's so fun. And okay, that was your one A. One, What's B.
0: Your one B. So when I was at ISU, it was spring—not spring. It was fall of my junior year that semester, and I was in a play through Free Stage. out, Free Stage? It was called Bent, and I had the the leading role in that. And it was just like a super—it was like really deep, really emotional show about like being gay and being Jewish in the Holocaust, and like. Yeah, that whole journey, it was it was really incredible to be a part of that show.
2: Yeah, I'm sure very, like, challenging mm-hmm. because it's just, like, all the more meaningful and such a, like, heavy, heavy topic.
1: I'm sure it was, like, pretty impactful, too. Yeah, yeah. it's,
2: like, kind of two different Literally, in there. I mean, I've never seen Frog and Toad, <laughs> but it sounds like it's, you know, not too serious. Um, And then to have it, just, like, the duality. Mm. Very impressive.
1: Um, So I, I know that you had mentioned that you had a lot of family that, you know, kind of had theater surrounding their life, too. Like, with cousins or siblings or whatever, like, are you the only one in your family that continued to pursue any kind of theater?
0: Yes. So, I mean, in my direct family, like, one of my cousins went to college for, like, theater, but then switched to teaching. But, and like, in my immediate family, like, that's, like, the furthest it goes, where my mom's cousin, who, like, I just say is my cousin, too, because, like, I don't get into the details, you know, first, second cousin, whatever. He has been on Broadway for however long I can remember, like, just doing whatever he can to be in Broadway shows for the past, like, you know, 20, 30 years, just killing it. Yeah, that was really inspiring, too, just because, like, you know, oh, my mom's like, oh, because she and my mom, he and my mom are best friends. So, it'd be like, oh, we're going on vacation this summer in New York to see cousin Paul in nine to five and it was like, Oh, let's do it. Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) That is so cool. So your parents have been like super supportive and everything. I know like acting has is like, can be so challenging Mm -hmm. sometimes and probably like really emotionally taxing. So I feel like having that support system is really important. Um, But so having this like cousin to look up to, I'm sure that was also like really impactful was he, like, a mentor to you in any way? Did you, like, talk to him about um, things when you were auditioning? Or did you kind of just decide to, like, tackle it and, like, go like go it well? Yeah, alone? I mean,
0: like, he gave me some advice, like, when I was trying to choose if I wanted to, like, go into acting for college and, like, when I was going to thinking about, oh, like, I'm probably need an agent or manager. Like, should I move out to L.A.? Like, is New York the place to go? Like, what should I do? Like, he gave me bits of pieces of advice here and there, but, I mean... I knew I wanted to get into like film and TV and he's doing Broadway. So it's kind of two separate worlds in like a way. I mean, they're very interconnected, but like, yeah. So I mean, he was super helpful. But... Cause
1: like typically isn't it like New York,
0: sorry, no, I don't mean to cut you that. off,
1: but like, isn't it typically like <laughs> New York, you, New York is like Broadway and then LA is like, you know, like, film production basically yes
0: like that's like the right? stereotype Is that like how yeah people kind i of mean there's it? like so much film and tv work in new york and like chicago or like atlanta now as well but like yeah if you're thinking like oh yeah like new york that's broadway like duh if you're a stage actor if you're like a musician like you know musical person like that's where you want to go and if you know you want to do tv and film maybe la because that's like the hub for that with hollywood and everything
1: so what made it like click for you that you wanted to do like tv and film over broadway especially like having someone in your family that was on broadway or is on broadway
0: oh see that's something i still think about too where it's like because if i ever had the opportunity to be in a broadway show like without even thinking twice i would like pick up everything and move to new york if i had to like be on broadway but there's something about like the feeling you get watching a movie and like just like the craft in it like always like i loved it it's like something different where because like i love to sing too like sam said i was in a cappella group but we don't have to talk about that <laughs> it's like i grew up doing musicals and all of that but i don't know i just i loved so much like watching tvs and movies where not to discredit you know plays and stage stuff is i love that as well but right i just felt more drawn yeah. to it i don't know very
2: cool yeah. and i mean there's always like i feel like the opportunity to do both i mean like look at renee Rapp or renee rap renee Rapp, Rapp, <laughs> Rapp, i don't know how you say her name but she was on broadway she literally debuted like her first big role was regina george on broadway and now she's in um an hbo max tv show that's really fucking good by the way if you haven't watched sex Lives of college girls it's
0: incredible i haven't but i just kind of auditioned for it's that crazy. like last week so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> what oh you're kidding back, me. So knows, it's so good. Watch
2: it. You I have to watch
1: I literally can't wait to start. Like, I want to like dive into some questions right now, but like, I feel like it's <laughs> I,
2: know, so. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you kind of said earlier that, um, your, your cousin was a little bit of a sounding board when it came to like deciding what you want to major in. Um, what ultimately helped you make that decision? Like how, how did you decide when did you decide um and like tell us a little bit about what the program was like and like how it prepared you to be a working Mm -hmm, actor
0: um I made the decision because when I was a senior I was choosing between do I want to be an actor or like literally my other like thing I wanted to do was like neuroscience which is like totally other like thing (laughs) exactly
1: different spectrum right I was like I don't want to
0: I like the brand like psychology interested me but like I just felt like was, like, a vague open field where I was, like, the brain is really cool. Maybe I want to do that. But when I came down to make an decision, I was, like, like I'm, like, 17 at the time. I'm, like, what? Like, I know I'll be happy if I do, like, try acting. Like, and maybe I'm awful and I'll realize that at yeah. college and I can, like, always switch that up later. But even my parents at the time were, like, you can always go back to school and, like, get another degree. But, like, if you want to, you know, be an actor, like, now's the time to, like, try because like I can always yeah
1: I love that. I really I love the support system. Honestly, like I feel like there needs to be a lot more parents like that. Like not to judge like people's <laughs> parents or anything, but I feel like there's so many times that you hear like stories where parents are just not supportive because they, you know, they shut it down because it's like, you know, one it's in not a million thing or yet. it's not like stable mm-hmm. per se, you know. Um So I'm very, very happy that you decided to go against neuroscience. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, the world
2: needs neuroscientists. Fuck. Like, (laughs) I could not. Could you imagine how different your life would be? I'd probably like.
0: I'd be like. I'd have to be in school still. Like, I'd probably be miserable. No. God, no. I hate school. I do not like school. Never did. I mean, I was like. I was good enough at it my whole life, but it was like, I was like, I was such the procrastinator yeah. where if I could get by without like, you know, studying or doing something. Oh yeah. I would cut every corner possible. Like I would not have made it very far, probably neuroscience without being totally miserable doing it. So,
2: I mean, I'm glad that you went the route that you did because it seems like it brings you so much happiness. Um, and so you, you just said that you were not a big fan of school, right? uh just out of curiosity how was being an acting major different than like traditional school how are the classes different what is what was your homework like
0: yeah um the acting classes in particular they were I mean they're all two hours long and at least like before COVID at least I mean our on camera was three or maybe four hours but that was something else but yeah they're at least two hours long and it's I mean you they try to get you up on your feet as long as you can like doing activities like doing scenes doing monologues it's very much you can't just kind of sit in the back like you know with like looking down your computer like on twitter instead of paying attention to like a lecture Online right shopping. like yeah. <laughs> yeah like you have to be very involved So like very yeah.
1: hands-on then
0: and like if you're not hands-on like it's very like everyone in the class is kind of looking at you like oh you are checked out today like what are you doing right now like
2: <laughs> yeah so it's really like, is it really one of those things that you feel like you get what you put oh, in yeah. out of it? I mean,
0: and it's the, the thing is as well, because like scenes is, you know, you have multiple people in a scene where like, if you don't show up one day, like, you know, putting effort in like, yeah, like that sucks for you. But also like you have a scene partner who you're letting down because if you're not giving effort, like you're wasting their time too like they're here learning, trying to be an actor. If you don't show up, like, what's the point? Like, why are, you, why are you doing it?
2: You have a ton, essentially a ton of group projects when you have a scene partner. Yeah. And it's, like, I mean, we have a couple of group projects yeah. a year in, like, a normal class. But it's, it's probably, like, you feel the pressure and you feel, like, more inclined to not only, like, show up for yourself but show up for your, like, group projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure.
0: And, like, a lot of the homework assignments, like you said, it'd be, like, oh, we have to have this monologue memorized, this scene memorized, these – shakespearean sonnets you have to be memorized like there's choreography to this scene you have to have like read this chapter in a book and write up but then also memorize this scene it's like
1: so i'm like kind of curious just because like i know it's like not natural for everyone but like did isu i don't know if you know this i'm pretty sure you do because you were (laughs) in the program but like did isu offer anything for like voice acting like did you guys have any classes regarding voice acting and kind of just like You know accents and everything because I know that's not natural for everyone. It's like a lot of trial and error, but I didn't know if there's like, you know, stuff that was Mm. offered that really like, you know, teaches you how to like embrace all of that in terms of
0: like specific voice acting. No, like we didn't get any training on that, but there was like a whole voice class. Where like accents were a big part of it, like we would like learn how to control our breath better, like we did a lot of yoga in that class to kind of like center our voice and our body, like oh. kind of put it all together in one Oh, cool yeah. that's
1: really cool, so
0: we did have some, but so
2: did you yeah, not
0: like voice acting, which yeah,
2: okay, <laughs> okay, got it so so did it did you find it easier or like more difficult to get that homework done because it's like it's like um when you have like math homework or like English homework sometimes you can like bullshit it Mm -hmm. and get by but like learning choreography learning a scene learning a song you like you really can't bullshit (laughs) your way through that so what what was that homework like
0: I mean it was still like even though like I love like I love acting it's it still feels like homework where like it gets to a point where you're like oh I've been putting this off like I need to like I have to like lock myself in my room and just like memorize this scene. Like I need to call my friend who's in the class. and am like, we need to run lines. Like it's something that has to get done. Where there's always like I mean if if you always there's I mean it's different every time. Like you have a scene you're super passionate about, you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna have this ready, like day one, week one, like I'm gonna get in there and be ready to work. But then like you'll have your Shakespeare teacher who gives you like a Shakespearean monologue to do and you're like, I don't really care about Shakespeare. And so kind of knocked gonna. Yeah. like maybe i didn't do my best that time and it could have like definitely could have done better but it's still kind of a lot of it still feels like homework
2: yeah i was gonna say so it's kind of like any other homework where sometimes you find it interesting and sometimes you procrastinate and uh, like probably bullshit it like and in its right. own right in its own way obviously you can't bullshit it like you would bullshit like an online math assignment <laughs> right. or something can't mm. look up the answers to you know
0: Right. Performing a monologue. Like there's nothing more <laughs> embarrassing yeah, no than like way. showing up to class, not being memorized, and like still going up in front of the class. <laughs> I would, like
1: I, don't I would die. think
2: I could handle that pressure.
1: I don't think I would be able to either. And then I don't know if I'd be able to handle like being around people who maybe didn't know because I get secondhand embarrassment oh, yeah. like <laughs> no other. Oh. And like I like sink, I would sink into my seat if I saw like a good friend or a classmate. Yeah. Like yeah. oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. I get really nope. bad secondhand embarrassment too. It's no it's way. so bad. Like I was just watching like the new season of Stranger Things, where like like eleven. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm not going to say any spoilers, but like it's like there's some moments where it's just like I wanted to like crawl in my own skin. Like it's so.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, and I agree. Also, for anyone that hasn't watched Stranger Things, for me at least, this is the absolute best season by far. It's incredible. Um, and speaking of spoilers, I probably, we probably should have said this at the beginning of the episode, but, um, there are going to be some euphoria spoilers in this episode. Probably. I apologize, (laughs) Ashley. It's okay. I basically,
1: I know everything. I just haven't seen it. Like I. I saw it all on Twitter. Or I saw it all on all on Instagram. Like my coworkers talk, my friends talk. Yeah. So like I I know what to expect. It's so it's still there's yeah. something so different about like actually watching it though. Yeah, yeah like I, even I knew though, like in yeah, like even though like I know like everything that's gonna happen. Like I know my ass is gonna sit there and be like, oh my god, like what the fuck?
2: So I yeah, <laughs> the entire first season in like 24 hours. Yeah,
1: I remember because you we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's so
2: good. Okay, but anyways, back to. uh are, we're both obviously itching to talk you know, about <laughs> yeah. but back to um,
1: some of the other questions. So I know that you kind of like touched on it already, um, you know, having, you know, moving to LA and everything, but what was kind of like the deciding factor and like, when did you know that you wanted to move to LA and, you know, was it a hard decision to make or was it something that you always kind of knew that
0: you wanted? To? It's to It's something I kind of always knew I wanted to do. Like, one of the leading factors is just, I hate winter. I don't like the snow. I don't like the cold. I don't like ice, aside from if it's in my drink. But, so I wanted to get away from there as much as possible. As much as, I love Chicago, but, like, I was so sick of the cold. And then, what really, like, put the, like the nail in the coffin was, when I got my manager, who I got from the senior showcase that ISU did for their acting majors. He was based in Los Angeles, which is like just kind of like a funny how it happens. Cause like we didn't have any, like, we couldn't like reach out and be like, Hey, I'm looking to move to LA. Can you tell LA managers, like, reach out to me? Like that'd be super cool. It just happened. Like the one manager who like found my showcase and reached out and wanted to sign me, like was based in LA. Like, shout out my manager, Max Molian from Creative Artists. If you're listening, shout out. <laughs>
2: that is such fate. Wow. So um, obviously, like, I know that you stated early on that your parents are super supportive. Were they, like, sad to see you move? But what was your family? How did your family feel about you moving across oh, the country? Oh, my mom was
0: torn up about it. <laughs> she was very sad. Yeah, Aww. that was really sad. But, I mean, I have two older brothers as well. And my oldest brother moved to Seattle before I moved to L.A., so they kinda had like, you know, a little taste of a little taste having of having a child move across the country before I left. But yeah, I mean they were supportive. They were sad, of course, but they were like, We understand this is like what you want to do where you need to be right now, like blah blah blah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So when when did you finally make the move? Like timeline after um, college. Associate
0: graduated in May of twenty twenty one. I stayed in normal for like a month or two. And just, like, worked because I still had, like, my lease. And then I was in L.A. October 1st. That
1: is a real quick timeline. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay, wait. So you
2: graduated in May and then you moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. in October. So you had, let's see, like, four months to
1: plan this and, like, save up. Cream everything.
0: months,
1: yeah. Again, like, what was the process? Like, did you find a roommate? Like, how did you go about, like, your search? Like, if you want to, you can maybe talk about, like, financials because I, I know L.A. is not cheap, like, whatsoever um so how was like that whole process yeah like?
0: um the moving part sucked <laughs> like um i drove across i drove across country from illinois to la with with a friend and that was awful do not recommend that we did it in like it's a 28 hour drive
2: Yuck, oh, my god. oh my god i'm I like i'm driving god. to florida next week and i'm like dreading that and that's only 18 yeah. hours we did the
0: first holy
1: shit are you guys driving all <laughs> Did you drive all straight through?
0: We drove from, like, Chicago to Vegas all the way through, which is 24 hours. And then it was, like, another four and some change to L.A. And that was miserable. I would never, if I ever, for some reason, have to move back to Chicago, I'm selling my car here and buying a flight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. Or, like, ship your car or something. Nope, I'm just
0: going to, like, nope. I don't even want to worry about that. I'm just... Take it to the nearest dealership we'll take it. That's that.
2: You're going to become a minimalist (laughs) and literally like travel on the plane with one suitcase back to Chicago. Sell everything.
1: So when you were like looking at places, did you get to do like virtual tours since like you weren't based in LA? Like did you have to like kind of go off of pictures? I feel like that's like super scary because like you can see pictures – but then you could get like an apartment yeah. invested with fucking right, like <laughs> Missy. So
0: I mean, that was like the worst part is because housing sucks in LA. There's like nothing available, and if it is, it's like you know two thousand dollars a month for like a good looking place. So like looking online, I mean Apartments.com and like Zillow and like all that is like cool. It's fine, but that's like the like top one percent of apartments are on there where it's like a, like unreasonably expensive is what is everything that's on Apartments.com. So what I did is I my mom had a friend from high school who was living in L.A. But she was on a tour, a national tour of Wicked at the time. So her apartment was open. Oh
2: <laughs> my <casual>. god! <laughs> Just casual, very casual. Tour. How does your mom meet all these like people? literally like
0: her high school has like crazy alumni. It's like oh, I forget this one guy's name. He was like the orig- like the OG Wicked director. She like did speech with as like her like dramatic duet acting partner some like crazy stuff. where did she go a rockford i don't remember the name of it right now some like private like little catholic school in rockford but
1: oh my god that's that's yeah crazy. so she was
0: gone on tour and she was like she's the nicest lady ever Sharon Sachs, love her to death she let me like stay at her place and like i paid her rent for it but it was not like la rent like and she let me for like so for like two or three months i think it was three months i was at her place while i was able to like go and like look at apartments in person and like actually like get a sense of like the actual housing scene out here but even then it took me like two and a half months to find a place and sign just because it's
1: that is so yeah, nice a lifesaver. yeah honestly like that very clutch very very clutch and it's it's nice like having connections like where you're able to do that because i can only imagine like how rough it would have been for you like if you had you know kind of just like signed a lease blind without even like right. looking at the place i'm sure that was super helpful so i'm
2: super glad you got yeah. to do that so you said it still took you 2 mm-hmm. months to find a place yeah, even
0: then i mean just looking everything is so expensive or if it's not expensive, it's because the place is literally like it looks like shit, and it like there's water damage, and it's like yeah. a little shoebox, and yeah, like, you, like there's no way I could live there.
2: So, did you find a roommate, or no, do you I live, live by, by yourself?
0: Myself. And that's a whole another thing because the Facebook groups out here for roommates are just full of scammers. There's nothing legit. There is nothing legit in those Facebook groups. That's
1: awful. <laughs> that's so sad.
0: Yeah. So um, right now I live by myself, oh no, which is really awful. nice. It's like very freeing, but it's also very expensive.
2: <laughs> I bet. Like, do, do you ever get lonely not yeah, having a roommate? Definitely.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, because I mean, I lived with Joey, my best I friend mean, in college, which is awesome. Like, we could just you know have fun whenever we wanted to. But now it's like, if I get home from work, yeah.
1: are you open? Are you open to, like, potentially, like, getting a roommate? Like, I know now you're in LA, so you have, you're, mm-hmm. like, making more friends there. You're obviously meeting people, like, with, like, auditions or shows or whatever you're doing. Like, would you be open to, like, moving in with a roommate or have you considered oh, it, 100%.
0: like, for the future? As <laughs> soon as, like, I mean, my lease is up in January. And if I know someone who's looking for a place around the same time, anything to bring the rent down. Like, <laughs> that is, yeah. Like, I like living alone, but... <laughs> rent is crazy housing
2: yeah. is
1: ridiculously expensive yeah. right now especially I'm sure uh in LA yeah everything is absolutely bananas but um very glad that you <laughs> found a place uh very glad that you're enjoying living alone hopefully you find a roommate to bring that rent down yes, because yes. you know you want to save as much as possible but I kind of want to get into like some more like nitty-gritty questions I want to know like audition process yes let's get into the audition process so okay one of the questions that i had
2: down here was actually my last bullet point but you already kind of answered it so i just want to hear a little bit more about it so you do have an agent so you don't have to handle all your contracts and everything yourself what like what does this agent do for you like how do you get auditions do you like look yourself and find things that you're interested in and you forward them to this agent and then he books them for you does he find them for you and then you guys narrow it down together like how how does the process
0: work honestly still something I'm still navigating like being so new to it but yeah I I have a manager and the way a lot of it works is like he will send me auditions where and everything is still self-tape like I've had one in-person audition since I moved out to LA this whole time like I got my you know nifty little ring light wow. behind me. That's where all of my auditions happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, we love um, that.
0: Yeah, he'll send me auditions. It'll be through Actors Access primarily, which is like, you know, the leading site for like casting breakdowns and everything. Not, Not sponsored. sponsored. Maybe reach <laughs> out if you're interested. Anyway, um, so he'll send me auditions and you know, I'll doom, but I can also like I get emails from all these other casting things that I'm signed up for where I can always submit myself. Is too if like i see something that oh this is super cool but like my manager didn't get me up for it for whatever reason i can always submit myself but it's all it's just so much harder because when your manager gets me audition it's like my audition goes to the casting directors like i'm already kind of through the first like like paywall of auditions if you will Whereas, like if i submit myself it just goes to, like this huge pool of any actor who can submit themselves right right through the vetting and everything
1: so how many auditions would you say that you do a week?
0: That can, that is, it can change. It changes every week. Like I've had, I had my busiest week. I had like five or six in one week. And then they're like, there's some weeks I have zero, but usually it's like maybe one or two a week from my manager.
2: Okay. okay. Got it. Cool. Um, so what was the first role that the you The first
0: landed? role I landed was Euphoria. Oh <laughs> my, my God! God.
1: <laughs> okay. You're kidding me. I'm sh- I, okay, so like, when did you land that so you moved to LA in October um when did you audition for you when did you audition for Euphoria and then when did you find out that you got so
0: I yeah I got here in October I was on set November 1st so (laughs) oh
2: oh my god wow yeah Yeah. that is so So cool okay so we're just gonna get into the <laughs> euphoria questions now because i'm way <laughs> too excited about this but so you said you've only had one in-person audition was this um yeah this euphoria was a self
0: tape and like i still have the self tape on my computer where it's literally one line like there's the one intro line it was bobby's character who was just like you know ratting me out i forget her line exactly for you know being awful at being the lighting designer for the show and then my lines copy that i'm really sorry like and then that's it. That's the whole thing. It, it's like a 13-second audition, if that. We're just – yeah. No way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. So, like, what were you feeling, like, when you figured out that you landed the role? Yeah. Because, like, like I, I'm sure, so like, many questions. Know, like, first – you know, first role you land is for a huge-ass fucking show that, like, literally everyone in the world watches yeah. or knows. Oh, my so, God. Like, so, th- There's a few parts to this question.
2: 1A, like how you were feeling. 1B, where were you when you found out? Like what was your reaction? And 1C, who was the first person you called?
0: Okay. I I mean, when I found out, it was because like my manager just texted me. He was like, congrats, motherfucker. Like you got pinned for this role in Euphoria. And my little dumbass at the time, I didn't know that there was a difference between being pinned and being cast. So when I got told I was pinned, that didn't mean I had it yet. But I was like, whoa, I got, yeah. I got Euphoria, oh my God. So of course, like I called my mom and dad first. And I was like, oh, I, I just got a text. I got a Euphoria, a TV show. And they're like, what? And I was like, you don't, know, you don't know about it, but it's like, it's like <laughs> a super hype show. Like everyone, like Zendaya's in it. And like who's Zendaya? I'm like, it's not important right now, but it's like a really huge show. And like, <laughs> yeah, and then eventually like he did text me back. He was like, yeah, they chose you. Like you got it. And it was, I was sitting in like my, sublease apartment because i mean i didn't have any friends out here yet like i wasn't out anywhere doing anything like i was just probably watching something on tv and i got the text and it was just like wow yeah
2: oh my god oh my gosh so okay sidebar what is the difference between being pinned and being so
0: being pinned is like the casting director has pinned you for the role like it's kind of like being one of the finalists in like a job interview like you're like got one it. of like a handful of people they're considering. Like you made it to like this stage. Like they want you, but like they ha- it has to clear with the network. It has to like has to go through a bunch of hoops before like you get the role. And then once you get cast, is like got it. It's, okay, yeah, you're cast. It's you.
2: Holy shit. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> so, okay, you find out that you you have mm-hmm. the role, right? What do you think? Because like you said, it was a 13 second video what do you think it was like about your delivery of this line or like of the video of itself that they were like, that's,
0: that's the <laughs> mic that we want.
2: Like, what do you, what do you think made you different?
0: So much of casting is just like, do you fit what they had in mind before they looked at anyone or like, do you have the look of what yeah, they were looking yeah. for? Are you available? Cause a lot of like casting issues that go out, it's like you have to already be in LA to even be considered for this role. Like it's LA hires only, so like the fact that I was in LA, I was available. Something about me like matched up to their preconceived notion of what Mick was, where it's kind of like every like the stars just aligned. Like, and I mean, yeah, I'm the best actor on the planet. So obviously, my line delivery was phenomenal, and no one did it better than me. Yeah. But.
1: <laughs> Taking a step back, you were on mm-hmm. set in November you auditioned and you got the call that you got it what was the timeline for that like when did you audition and then when did you find out that you got it, it was like a two-week process one week process like a few so days i got
0: the audition i sent the audition off like middle of october and then like i, I sent it off and i was like that one line audition like okay like sure <laughs> like for euphoria yeah they're gonna know i'm able to go off a one line definitely and then, like, two weeks passed, I hadn't heard anything. And that usually means, like, oh, you didn't get it. Bummer. Like, it is what it is. Like, you move on to the next one. So, like, two weeks past, I, would like, totally even, like, wasn't even, Euphoria was not even on my radar anymore because I was, like, they would have reached out by now. And then, like, then suddenly, yeah. oh, I'm pinned. Three hours later, oh, my God, I got it. Another two hours later, I have, like, two missed phone calls and, like, two texts from, like, costume designers from Euphoria who were, like, we need your measurements. Like, are you free tomorrow morning to come in to do COVID tests? And, like bring in some outfits and like let's see if we can work it out like so fast it happened so fast
2: wow so okay (laughs) I I don't even know what to ask because I'm so so, like hyped up over this um
1: okay did you get I think maybe this is like everyone's like maybe burning question did you get to meet like any of the writers or like the like the big characters like while you were there writers Uh, i mean i
0: met sam levinson the director who's also like the main writer
2: (laughs) oh casual just yeah Yeah. that
0: was that was super cool but um let's see the one i mean i didn't meet i didn't formally meet zendaya because and listen i know i it's like the biggest bag fumble in the history of fumbling a bag but but hear me out you okay so let's okay imagine you're me and you're, you know, your own little doing your little thing up in like the top of the lighting booth, and like six feet away from you is Zendaya. What do you say? Because like she's your coworker, you can't be like, hey, like I love your work, like just so you know, like it's super awesome meeting you. Because like, oh, like I'm kind of her coworker, like I don't want a fangirl on the job, but I also can't be like, yeah. oh, like hi, my name's I- Ethan. What's your name? Like, d- what? She's just, <laughs> I feel like that'd be even more of like a what do you mean? What's my like? Like obviously yeah. I know her name. What, like What do you
2: mean? What's my name? I'm like fucking you're Zendaya. I told Ethan. I was like, Ethan, I wish you would have sniffed her for me because I know she is That's so the
0: weirdest good. thing anyone has I'm ever said about creep. me being on Euphoria. <laughs> and if anyone's listening, I promise I, to never sniff any anybody who's on like a leader. Come role. on.
1: I just need to know. So who then who did you get to meet then? If you got to like meet any of like, you know, the main characters?
0: Um, I like met pretty much everyone. I didn't have like too in like many in-depth discussions with like the lead people. Like Hunter Schaefer was super nice, like like we passed each other, like said hey a few times, super friendly. Barbie Ferrer, really friendly. Like Jacob Alordi, Angus Cloud are all really friendly, like said hi.
1: <laughs> okay, how like Jacob? Like how tall is he? He's like tall. you know, in person, like does he like? Yeah, tower he over is. Everyone? He truly yeah. is
0: like six four, like six five, like in person.
1: Wow, he's like an awful character on the show, but like I am obsessed with him. Uh, so like, all of that.
2: Obviously, it's no secret that Euphoria has an extremely attractive cast. Are they all as beautiful in person as they yeah, are on TV? Like.
0: Yeah, they're all very attractive. Oh, my
2: gosh. (laughs) Wow. Stunning. I mean, obviously, you're beautiful. You fit right in. But um, I just, like, I feel – I cannot get over Zendaya. I, like (laughs) – I I feel like I'm, like, secondhand starstruck, (laughs) like, for you. Did you get nervous, like, when you saw her? Did your heart, like, beat a little faster?
0: Like, (laughs) I don't even know because, I mean, there was so much going on already – we're like, I mean, I like, all the stars were there. Like, I mean, Tom Holland was hanging out because, you know, he and Zendaya. So, like...
1: Tom <laughs> was there? So, Spider-Man was there? <laughs> he just spilled some
2: tea because people are trying to figure out if Tom Holland was oh, in the audience I of Lexi's play.
1: Confirmed confirm he was? That. I don't
0: think so. But, like, he definitely, like, passed by on set, of, like, every now and then. Like, walking to my trailer, I'd be like, oh, like, yeah, there's Tom Holland. Like, he's hanging out. But... That is so cool. That's crazy. I'm like,
1: I'm so starstruck right now.
2: So you were in. So for those of you who don't, if you're living under a rock and you don't know who Mick is, Mick <laughs> was the lighting and tech director for, or yeah, light like lighting guy, right? For Lexi's play, which mm-hmm. is arguably one of the most iconic and best scenes slash like episodes season of season two. two. So good. Lexi's play was. Fucking incredible, and Mick is basically like getting shit on by Lexi the entire time. Like she's walking around and she's telling her like stage director, like tell him to kill these lights, tell him to do this, tell him to do that. So what was it like? T- tell us a little bit about the actual filming of Lexi's play. How did they do?
0: Th- how did yeah, they film? I mean, it was it? all like the chore, like, the dance number, like at the gym, like locker room bros. Like that was something like they choreographed the whole thing, like actually just performed it like front to back, like running the whole thing up on the stage, like the whole time. And I mean, actually, wow. I know you haven't seen it yet, yeah. but it's like it's crazy. It's so cool. <laughs>
1: it I've is. seen I've seen clips. Um, I've seen clips and like I. I'm so excited to watch. It. I just like need to give myself like a weekend to like sit down and like watch it all and like turn my phone off. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I I don't you know, like, get away from the world. Dinner, disturb. Let everyone know that I'm still live, but like I'm just watching you for <laughs> yeah, you.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was so cool. Like the lighting that goes into it, like the whole like performance of it. It was, it was, it was amazing to watch. Like how everything what that went into it.
2: Well, obviously the lighting was great because you did it. <laughs> right.
0: So,
1: <laughs> duh. Um, so what was like? the most intimidating part about being on set
0: the most intimidating part um probably just the, like because there's a lot of like sitting around doing nothing when you're on set like waiting to be ready but then like at the drop of a dime they'll be like ethan I need you on set go and it's like okay like let me get in my like costume let me get ready like right on the set and it's just like yeah where do you yeah. need to go and it's like people like everyone's running around like like, the PA is, like, walk, dragging you to the place you need to be on set and, like, just be there. And it's, like, the rush of, like, you don't know what's happening, but, like, you have to be there. And, like, needing to be ready at all times to, like, be on set and perform, like, is the rush.
1: So then did – for your role, like, did you have to only be there for one day or did you have to be there multiple days? I was
0: there for 13 days.
1: Wow. Yeah. Holy <laughs> snot. Was this, like – 13 days
2: chronologically 13 days spaced it out was like over spaced out weeks, like... over
0: like the entire month of November so like I mean they
1: okay okay so what was like what was like the time like were like were you consistent with like the time of day where you were filming was it like eight hour days six hour days kind of like a mix like was it like full-on like you know 15 16 <laughs> hour days because I know like with filming like they're there for a lot like of their days day
0: there was there were some days where it'd just be like i probably like at least eight hours a day you'd be on set but there's some days where it'd be like running on 12 hours and like i i was never there for like you know like a grueling like 15 hour day but i mean i have heard i heard the tales and i was there like talking to like like the makeup designers and like the hair designers and they'd be like yeah like we were here till like early morning last night and here we are it's 9 a.m again like back on set and i was like oh, my gosh, I don't know how, like, y'all do it.
2: (laughs) So, okay. Obviously, you spent 13 days, like you said, on set. Um, What was it like to watch yourself and see this, like, part that they chose out of, you know, all of these days of work? And, like, did you get a sneak peek? Did you know what was going on in the other episodes or just your own? Did you have to, like, sign an NDA? (laughs) Like, what what clue me in i know that was a lot of questions
0: Um, like the nda i think i did i don't really remember i like i mean i saw the edited version for the first time and the rest of the world did but when when you arrive on set every day like you get the sides of what they're working on that day so like i had no clue what was happening in episodes one through six but like i could kind of piece together episode seven and like a little bit of episode eight just by like seeing what they're working on that day because even like there were days where i didn't work and i was there but like i still got the side just because i was on set Where like i mean i would just read through it and be like oh mm, interesting okay this is happening today they're shooting this ah <laughs>
2: yeah so were you on set for cassie's infamous oh, meltdown?
0: yeah yeah i was right i was right there the whole time so you up up and in my spot oh my god so you got, oh you yeah to, like, you see
1: saw it, it. <laughs> how far away um, were you When she
0: first walks in the doors to the theater I'm seven feet away from the doors right there
1: how oh okay how
2: amazed were you by her performance because obviously like as an outsider watching euphoria like you don't really see sydney sweeney you see cassie because mm-hmm. it's on the tv but you being on set you're kind of you know emerged you're, you're submerged beyond yeah. the fourth wall you kind of Obviously, you could. It's very realistic, and everyone's incredible. But you're there, so you can kind of you're behind the scenes. What was how like taken aback? were you yeah, I mean
0: mean, Sydney, she's an incredible like actress. So like seeing like I mean even this little moments where they would film like her looking over at Nate during like the play and everything to like seeing like you know her storm in the auditorium and go through the whole scene. Like it was incredible. Like just watching that all go down. And even like just being in the back of the auditorium where like you could still feel like, you know, her presence that like it was carried off on screen. But like in the whole auditorium, like was filled with Everyone was like, like she demanded the space and it was really incredible to watch.
2: That's so impressive because that scene, Ashley, I know, I don't know if you've seen I've it. Seen, I've
1: seen it. It's like, again, like one of the most iconic scenes that kind of blew I know. up over Twitter and everything. So I 100% saw it, spoiled it for myself. wouldn't change spoiling it for myself um but wow i'm (laughs) jealous
2: it's like so heated and so commanding i like i can't even imagine what it would be like to you know just be in the room in in the room to see it happening that's insane so were you also on set for some of the other moments in that episode or just like the play i was pretty much only
0: like on set during when they're filming in the auditorium Because, like, anything that happened in the auditorium, like, I was there because there was a chance I could be visible, like, up at the top of the auditorium. It's like my character would be during it. It's like they had me there for any time that was, like, potentially visible. Which, I mean, that's, like, the entirety of Episode 7 almost. Because everything happened, like, during the play.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Wow. It was so good. So, kind of going back, I know we talked about, like, the most intimidating part of everything. But what would you say was the best part about being on Euphoria? I just like the whole experience
0: oh good question what was the best part I think like it was just like everybody who like worked on it they were like so professional they were so nice like it was everybody was incredible like there was there was no there were no bad experiences when I was like on set like every day was like I looked forward to going in and doing it for like obvious reasons but also like there was no one who I was like oh I can't wait to see this person today like oh like this is this person's gonna be there and so yeah like it's a, a great work, work environment. environment i mean the lunches were phenomenal like they catered like you know these super high quality meals every day so i ate like a king for 13 days
2: Ooh. dang <laughs> i know you were like let me just fill myself up while i'm on set so i don't have to just spend oh, yeah. my money elsewhere Absolutely. that's what i would do
0: <laughs> but, yeah it was just so cool like just being like part of it was so cool
2: what a first role! Like you can literally, you first of all, Euphoria is embedded on your resume, yeah. on your like acting reels for for the rest of your life. First of all, second of all, you get to tell people that not only have you been on Euphoria, but the first role you ever like booked and on a TV show is one of the biggest shows yeah. of like our time right now. It's, How does it's that still?
0: Feel? It still feels a bit unreal. And like a little bit of like the imposter syndrome of like, I bet mm, that wasn't that wasn't me. Like, was that me? Did I deserve that? Like, is that is that real? Like, did it happen? Like, it still just. I mean, it's like crazy because I still like I still have coworkers like at the Apple store I work at who are like, like, oh my god, I just watched the episode. Like, I can't believe you're in Euphoria, and I'm like, haha, yeah. Like here I am. Like you need some Apple Care with your phone. Like haha. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's still very surreal. Just the whole. Everything, every part of
1: it. Oh, I'm sure.
2: Is there any backstage... I mean, I know you said that it was a really good work environment, but was there any like backstage tea you can spill? Or was it all just love I mean, and
0: roses? I it probably wasn't all love and roses, but you know, my rose tinted glasses, like everything <laughs> for me was love and roses and everything I saw was like it was great. Yeah. Like Yeah, like I don't even Get think in a
2: candy store vibe. Like, not
0: even just being like, Oh yeah, there's nothing to say like like, I, I generally don't think, like, I have any, like, tea that I could spill on, like, any, anyone who was on Euphoria or any backstage drama. It was just kind of, like, just really cool. <laughs> Actually,
2: really cool that, you know, you can say that. Because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to, like, celebrities that are this, like, big-named, mm-hmm. they know that they can kind of get away with a lot. And especially, I'm sure, in a work environment where they get stressed and where, you know, tensions can be running high at times. I think I, – I, I'm sure it can be really difficult for them to kind of be able to um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I, I'm sure it's difficult to, like, hold back some of those tensions and, you know, right. hold back, like, negative behaviors or any, like, negative vibes or anything like that. And the fact that you were on set with these people for 13 days and you didn't catch any of that, like, negativity – really says a lot about like the character of those people right because even just being a fly on the wall you know even though you weren't in every scene watching the scenes watching the behind the scenes I'm sure that if there was some stuff going on you'd easily be able to pick up on it so it's like it's really impressive and like really um like amicable yeah amicable and like also heartwarming to hear that these people that we look up to and that we see like on tv are just as great as we you know imagine they are
1: yeah and like i always question too like i'll look at celebrities that like i absolutely love and i'm just like are they like a good person like are they as nice in real life as i think they are or do i just think that they're nice because i love them you know so it's always nice like kind of hearing you know that point of view so very very cool um so we do have some questions from our listeners Mm -hmm.
2: that uh, we pulled and we're just going to kind of um, ask you those. And then we can close it out by, you know, if you have any final words or anything that you're like working on, you want to promote or whatever. Um, We'll, we'll get to that. But listener questions. Okay. What was the hardest part about moving to a new city where everyone is trying to make it?
0: Um, The move in general was really hard Just, I mean, not even a whole, like, you know, actor competition side, which I'll touch on, but just, like, leaving, like, your whole sense of community and, like, moving somewhere else, like, was so hard, and, like, luckily, like, me and a lot of my friends back home, like, we'll still play Xbox, like, every now and then together, like, we'll still catch up in ways like that, but, like, not having, like, you know, any community is, like, it is so, like, debilitating almost, where it is so hard but one thing that really and like on the second half of the question the whole like moving to somewhere where everyone wants to make it one thing i didn't really realize until i got here is like yeah like there's a lot of actors and like like musicians and like people in the industry but there's also so many just regular people who just happen to live in la like this and like because i work at the apple store and like i have a lot of coworkers who are also like trying to be actors or like musicians or they're photographers who are doing everything but like there's also so many who it's like yeah like i just i grew up in la like it's my family lives like i'm like they're just everyone like they're normal people like even have people who
1: sorry would you say that like the support system is like strong then
0: yeah yeah i would um like everyone is super supportive like I mean, I don't I don't live in, like, you know, Beverly Hills where, like, I'm with, <laughs> like, a super intense, like, you know, influencer crowd. But, like, everyone I've met, like, it's not, like, a huge deal, like, if you meet an actor because there's so many of them. But even, like, the other actors I've met, it's kind of, yeah. like, it's the feeling of, like, oh, like, well, I'm rooting for you as well as me, like, to get parts. Like, I've never had anyone look at me and be, like, oh, another actor, like, I have to compete with. It's like, oh, like you're an actor too. Like, oh, no way, me too. Like, what have you done? Like, there's chat and it's just friendly. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's really great to hear because I feel like so many, you hear a lot of, t- I don't know if you're, I'm sure you're on actor TikTok, but I always see TikToks of like people doing um like reenacting like what an audition line is like and what it's like the different types of people you meet in an audition waiting room and things like that and it always seems so competitive so it's really like comforting to hear that you know even though you're miles away from friends and family you do still have people that are there like rooting for you instead of positioning themselves as um like uh like you your, your competition yeah. yeah
0: yeah no it's definitely been really great And, again, like, I mean, everything is still, like, self-tapes as of right now for the most part, at least in my experience. It's, like, I haven't really been in, like, the audition room where everyone is, you know, super stressed out. Like, the TikToks you see, like, like, all those. But, yeah, everything that I've experienced has just been, like, pretty positive in terms of, like, yeah, it's support.
1: (laughs) Awesome uh one of our next questions from one of our listeners is what are the ups and downs to being an actor yeah
0: i mean the ups are certainly like you know you book euphoria and then like it airs and <laughs> <laughs> sounds
1: like a big up as, right. as your first and one like, too it airs and,
0: like everyone you've ever met is texting you like oh my god i see you on tv and it's like such like a rush like it's like such a high but it's also the down of like i mean that's the first thing i've booked but I, like i haven't booked anything else since. It's like I've had auditions, but it's just like it is such a grind. Where like, and like I even have to like remind myself like the fact that I even booked Euphoria, and I haven't even been in LA for a year is like already, like kind of crazy in perspective. Like it's really crazy. Like I talked to like coworkers who've been here for several years, and they're like, "Wow, like, like that's so like that's so incredible for you." Like I haven't got, I haven't done anything that big yet. Like I've been here X amount of time. And it's like yeah, like, it's just, it comes and goes, and, like, <laughs> you have to, like, just keep it, and, like, yeah, I booked you for you, and it was super cool, and I'm sure, like, it, it is great, like, on the resume, but, like, yeah, it's been a few, it's been months since then that I haven't done any acting work, and it's just kind of, like, that's okay, like, it's all part of the grind of trying to be an actor. Yeah. yeah, it's the
2: process. I was, I was just gonna say, I'm sure that, like, you know, it's, like, Basically, so when we look for – in a corporate world, when we're looking for a job, the job interview and, like, application process can be debilitating with yeah. getting so many rejections. But being an actor is co- – like, you are constantly applying for jobs kind of 24-7. And I'm sure that that rejection can, like, can sometimes be, you know, debilitating. And so yeah. I think it's really, like, great to hear that you have such a, A, like, thick skin, B, that – um Gaining that thick skin is like good for you in so many other areas of life. And like you said, just remembering that you booked something fucking huge. Right. Um is like, it's right. just really cool and super proud of you. And it's like really cool to hear all of this. What I, I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, saying that you work at the Apple store as well. But what is your typical like day-to-day look like? Uh, let's say that you're working you're working at the apple store and you're also like recording a self tape like what what is that day yeah. look
0: like? um so i usually like i'll wake up and check my email which would be a recurring theme see if i like there's any auditions in there if anything important and like i'll you know get up go about my morning routine like go to work and like every 15 minutes like or as, as often as i can because if i'm at work i can't always be on my phone but like always checking my email seeing if there's something there like constantly refreshing looking like seeing if there's any messages like and if I do get a self-tape it's all it's then okay I'm at work I'm here for another three hours this self-tape first thing when is it due is it due tonight is it due tomorrow do I have a week to do it and it's okay let's look at the side to start reading it over like I need to find someone like let me see if I have friends who can laugh and facetime and have them help like be an off-camera reader for this scene because like living alone like that's also a thing in like about being an actor and living alone is like if i do get an audition like i have to like facetime someone in to like read the other role which can be like tough to navigate that but yeah like checking my email every 15 minutes like always 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 staying on top of it and then just always planning what's next so i'll get off work at 11 but if this audition is due at you know 10 a.m the next day it's like well, let's clean up real quick. Let's get ready and let's do it. Like it's just prioritizing and staying on top of it. Just staying up to date.
1: Sounds like a huge grind. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> you know you want to be an actor. One of our listeners asked, What's your dream role? Ooh. I'm really interested in knowing your answer to this one because I I feel like a lot of actors like might have like a dream role and I really want to know what yours is. And it doesn't have to be like a specific person. Yeah. It can be like an archetype or whatever Mm -hmm.
0: that is a good question because i mean it's changed so much like as i like i grew up in like theater and like moving to film and tv where like and this is gonna sound so like you're gonna roll your eyes and cringe but like i don't think like my dream role is like it's probably not even written yet where like i don't even know it's my dream role at this point like with film and tv until like i'm in it and i'm like oh my god like this is truly like like, I'm living my dream type of a situation. But, wow, that's so hard.
1: I guess, like, maybe to give you an idea or, like, help maybe guide you, like, would you rather be the hero or the villain?
0: That's another good one. Villain is always more, <laughs>
1: that's really a good is always question. more fun
0: to do. Like, because being the hero, is it's also fun, but it's kind of like, you know, oh, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to puff my chest out and be a good guy. Where, like, being the villain is, like, you you always have, like, it's 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 more fun to act on the intention, especially if you're not, like, you know, a psychopath in day-to-day life where it's, it's normal for you. Then, like, that's different, but, like, <laughs> if you're, like, a decent person, I feel like it's always more fun. But, I don't know, I think what the most fun, aside from being a villain and acting, is, like, being able to, like, act, like, in super, like, emotional moments where it's not, like, and not, like, you know, the male actor yelling, like, that is definitely a thing where, like, that's what male actors think is yelling, but, like, the vulnerability of, like, a really, like, you know, intense scene, like, and, like, being able to, perform that and have people watch it and also, like, you know, like, get that feeling, like, being able to portray that, like, that's, like, what I really want to, like, have, at least right now. Like, I want to do something that, like, I can really connect with and, like, Give, like, a voice to, like, whatever it is. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Last question. I think this is a perfect note to end on. Let's say we've got, like, someone who, like you, has just played Augustus Gloop in their middle school musical. Uh, or someone that is in college right now, in school theater and dance at ISU or anywhere, or even just someone who is trying to act right now and hasn't booked anything yet, or even just someone like who's going after their dreams, mm-hmm. afraid to take a risk in any career. What is your biggest piece of advice?
0: My biggest advice is just like, why not? Like, why not you? Like, why can't it be you? Why not try to do it? Like, Especially... I mean, in my case, like, like, we're, like, we're so young, where it's like, yeah, if we try and we fail, okay, like, I'm in my 20s, like, (laughs) early 20s, like, I'll rebound, I'll find a way, like, I know I will, like, don't, like, I want to say, like, don't let fear stop you, because that, that sucks, and I hate that, but, like, there's no better time than now to, like, try, which is, like, yeah it sucked moving but like and like uplifting like my whole life but like if i wasn't gonna do it now like when am i going to do it like as in the years like time just flies by and then like you know suddenly you're like pushing 30 and you're like well i still haven't given the acting thing a shot yet and it's like it just keeps on like you keep pushing it back and back and back where it's like do it now while you want to and if it goes horribly cool go to the next thing but like don't i don't want to ever feel like why didn't I try this? And, like, I definitely have, and it sucks. I'm sure everyone has had that experience. It's like, go for it.
2: (laughs) I think that's a really good piece of advice because, you know, I I think a lot of times we tend um, to get scared. Yeah, A, get scared, but B, um, just kind of – we fail to realize that nothing is permanent in the idea of, like – oh, if I go to college and I get a degree in this, this is what I'm stuck doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like even talking to my sister, she doesn't know what she wants to do yet, um, like outside of college. And she's trying to figure out her career path. And her thing is like, well, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I think you really just spoke to not necessarily having to have that figured out, and, you know, do do what your heart's telling you to do, and if it doesn't work out, you can find a plan B. And I just, like, really commend you for that yeah, and really same. find it, like, super admirable that, you know, you are, like, you're not – you don't let fear or fear of rejection or um, any of that get in the way of you chasing your dreams and doing what you want to do. So, right. seriously, <laughs> super proud of you. It's so fucking cool that you're doing all these awesome things um, and really rooting for you to book uh, Sex Lives of College Girls because it was like my favorite show for a minute. Um, but seriously, thank you so much for coming on. This yes. was so, so cool. And I, I just like,
1: this is probably one of my favorite episodes. I know I say that a lot about a lot of episodes, but I think that this has definitely been like one of our most unique. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, like cannot thank you enough for like sitting here with us today and going over all of this mm-hmm. with us. And Just sharing bits and pieces of your life. And I'm rooting for you too. I really hope that you land a like a shit ton of new roles like i cannot wait oh, to see you, you on guys
0: it was awesome being here thanks for having me yeah,
1: of course anytime. next next time you uh you anytime you want to come <laughs> on
2: just let us know and we're we're always <laughs> our uh virtual door is always open for you
0: okay you'll have a text from me tomorrow morning and we'll figure it out perfect
2: <laughs> yeah we'll come up with a new topic we have a third uh co-host <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you again seriously um can't wait to hopefully have you back and like asher said we can't wait to see what you do next and we are super super happy that you came on today but thank you everybody yeah, for, for listening. listening um and you'll hear us next time for episode 20 <laughs> yeah
0: oh my Ooh, gosh milestone 20. that's wow. crazy
2: <laughs> wow all
1: right bye guys bye